You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Welcome to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR. My name's Shane. Uh, you're, we're here with Fiona York. How are you doing, Fiona? I'm good, Shane. How are you? Great. Uh, very excited about today's show. Um, what do you want to tell our listeners? Uh, well, I'm sure the regular listeners of 3CR are very well aware that it was Invasion Day yesterday. Um, the 26th of January, a uh, day of mourning for Aboriginal people. And we're recording, obviously, this from Wurundjeri land in Melbourne. And it was so good to see such awesome organisation from the community leaders, warriors of Aboriginal resistance in particular, deserve a a massive shout out for their incredible crowd management skills yesterday. So COVID safe and so empowering to watch. And it is something that I do really like about being in Melbourne is just how great it is to see everyone come together. The rallies seem to be getting bigger and bigger every year. Um, And in terms of homelessness and housing, obviously Aboriginal people, particularly Aboriginal elders are disproportionately represented in um, both the homelessness statistics for people coming through the services, but also um, low rates of home ownership and um, and really poor housing outcomes. So homelessness started on Invasion Day in 1788 and it hasn't um, really gotten that much better for Aboriginal people. Um, so yeah, I hope nobody out there listening to our show even contemplated celebrating the day. I actually don't know anybody that does, but apparently there must be people. I guess I'm in my bubble. So that's because you're a little latte-sipping lefty and you're bubble in the inner city. I reckon. Who are these people? Do they exist or are they a figment of the Murdoch imagination? That's what I want to know. Well, it's a fine line. So what other news have we got this week, Shane? Oh, I thought we were going to hear an interview. Do we have more news? You want to do that first? Okay, we can do that. Um, well, that is what we agreed. I know, but I've got a memory of a goldfish. Let's see if I can remember these things. Um, so last week we interviewed um, Rebecca Cook, who is um, our peer education worker, and she was talking to us about the importance of peer education as part of HAG history and um, how we like to involve older people in the work that we do. And so let's hear from Rebecca now and she can give us all the details. Okay, today we have joining us um, Rebecca Cook, who has just started working for HAG a couple of months ago on our peer education program. Um, So regular listeners would be aware that we've had a couple of our peer educators on in the past to talk about um, their experience of delivering community education and telling their story 
of um, lived experience, I guess, of homelessness, but we really wanted to expand that program and develop it a little bit further. So that's why we brought Rebecca on board. So we're really excited to have her here today. Welcome, Rebecca, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Fiona. Hi, Shane. Hey. So do you wanna tell us a little bit about where, how you came to the role and what you did previous to joining us? Sure. So I started at HAG last year at the beginning of October, um, having just recently completed a social work degree. Um, I've spent at least 15 years in the community service sector before then, um, in roles mainly aimed at addressing uh, gender-based violence. More recently though, I've been focused on issues related to ageing and aged care. Cool. So like Fiona in the, in the intro just then talked about, you know, use the phrase peer educators and community education and, and lived experience and thing like that. Could you like to just tell us a bit about like what, what actually is peer education? Like what are we talking about? Okay, so as both of you know, um, HAG's got a, a long history, over 30 years of involving um, older people in the work that we do. So campaign, campaigning for um, housing justice. So peer education is, is essentially getting older people within a, a often previous clients um, to talk about their experiences of homelessness, so their lived experience, um, to other people in the community so that we raise awareness of homelessness as a public health issue. But we also help reach people who are potentially at risk and help them reach uh, support and services before they, they reach a crisis point. Um, so peer education is based on the idea of peers talking to their peers. Um, so in this case, older people to older people um, around, yeah, and, and sharing their stories. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I like most about wor working at HAG and working with older people is that they all think I'm extremely young, much younger than I actually am. <laughs> so I can see that uh, it may be easier to hear, you know, to, to get sort of certain things across um, coming from their peers. Yes, um, not quite in the young bracket, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of our clients think we are. The, um, so I, I guess, can you tell us more, like more specifically about the, the HAG peer education program? Like what's, yeah. yeah. So my, obviously I've only been here the last three months, but my understanding is that uh, peer education program began here oh, around the end of 2017, beginning of 2018. So it's been around a couple of years. Um, and it began with um, several passionate volunteers at HAG, um, all who were past clients of our Home at Last service. Um, each of them really keen to use their own experiences of homelessness to raise awareness in the community of the risks of homelessness and to sort of highlight to other people how they could get help. Um, so they have been in the last few years kind of delivering community education sessions, often sort of talks at libraries, community centres, at other organisations. They've also been active in the media. So speaking to journalists, sharing their personal story there. Um, and a few of them have had the opportunity to kind of talk to members of parliament and other politicians to, to raise the profile of this as an issue. Um, unfortunately, with the, the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of their work got paused in uh, March of last year. Um, but in the interim, we've been really, really fortunate to have received a grant from Melbourne Women's Fund to actually expand our peer education program at HAG. So we're currently in the process of, um, of kind of rebuilding the training content and looking at our recruitment and selection processes. And we're hoping to kind of 
recruit some additional peer educators soon that can join forces with the, the wonderful group of peer educators that we've already got. Um, so that's where I've been brought on board, um, is, is to kind of help with this process of expanding the peer education program. That sounds great. So why, why is it so important, do you think, for politicians and I guess for the media um, and the public to hear from people who have actually had an experience of being homeless? I think particularly with the peer educators we've got who are all older women, I think it's important for us to, to raise the fact that, you know, older women are the largest growing cohort of people at risk of homelessness in Australia currently and that that's going to continue to grow given the ageing population that we have. Um, you know, HAG obviously released a report last year in August that found there are actually 405,000 women aged 45 plus and over who are at risk of homelessness. Um, so, you know, it's really key that we start to put supports in place that, that meet, um, meet this as a risk. I think one of the things that, um, that COVID-19 pandemic has highlighted for me is that you know, money can be found to to how to house people uh, yeah. when it, when our government thinks it's needed. The key is, is is getting that political will to to continue to find that money. Um, we really need uh, far greater investment in social housing, and we need you know significant policy changes in order to ensure that older people aren't at risk of homelessness or aren't living in you know insecure, unsafe, inappropriate housing. Yeah. And so having older women like our current group of peer eds, but also other other people too, hopefully in the future, um, telling their stories maybe will kind of tug on the heartstrings of the politicians and, and um, get them to actually act or, or is it breaking down the kind of stereotypes about homelessness or is it both of those things? Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's both of those things. I think, you know, as humans, you know, we, we make meaning through stories. We connect with with people through stories and I think you know it's it's there's so many there's so many issues as a society these days that we need to face you know homelessness is, is one of them but we need we need people's stories we need people's experiences in order for people to to you know connect with that and to understand that 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 change is required. Mm. Yeah I mean I think one thing that I've seen in some of the the campaigning work and lobbying work that I've done at HAG is that like it's it's so powerful when you can combine um, statistics that that have their own sort of power but can be quite abstract with people's own experiences, which can be incredibly powerful but also can be kind of dismissed as just anecdotal or or you know just just idiosyncratic. When we've been able to combine statistics with you know with the lived experiences of people who've who've lived out that data, um, that's been where we've really been able to to yeah, make an impact with politicians. Mm. Um, I think the other aspect of it too is if we are listening to people with lived experience, if we're including them in decision makings within our organisations, then, you know, you know, research, there's evidence to prove that that, that not only improves service delivery, it only improves, you know, because we're clear on what the needs are, we're clear on how to meet them and we're including, we're including those important voices that need to be there. And how have they reacted to the, our current group um, when you came to them and talked to them about expanding the program? What was their response to that? Look, they're such a wonderful group of women and they are so passionate and so keen to kind of get back out in the community and to be raising awareness again. Um, I, I literally cannot work fast enough to kind of get things happening. Um, 
So, yeah, look, they're really enthusiastic and they're really keen to have more people join them. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of more people joining them, we probably have some older women listening now, maybe some older gentlemen as well. Um, what can, you know, if listeners are interested, like what, what can they do? Um, look, we would encourage anyone who is interested, um, of all ages really, anyone who's interested to contact um, HAG, to make contact with us and let, let us know of their interest. Um, not only do we, you know, we need extra people to kind of share their lived experience either in a peer educator role, but we're also always looking for members at HAG. We're, we're looking for people willing to join us to, um, to advocate for greater housing, housing supports and justice. And what would be the time commitment for those people, if there are people listening that have experienced housing stress in the past, um, who might be interested in telling their story, would what sort of support would you be able to give them, Rebecca? Yeah, so initially what we're looking at, in, we, we're going to offer some training. Uh, so that'll be around six to eight weeks of training people so that they're, they're comfortable and able and feel confident to be able to do the role. Um, and then we're asking if people could at least... Uh, volunteer uh, 12 months of their time um, that would be amazing for us um, we're also kind of yeah um, you know if people are able to do longer than that that would be brilliant yeah and there's no obligation for people to tell all of their stories either like they don't need to spill their guts to the no no absolutely not we're very much in in the sense of you know um people sharing their stories should have complete control over how they share that and what they share. So, you know, a lot of the training that we deliver is around helping people understand their own personal boundaries around that um, and, and how to keep themselves um, okay as they share sort of such personal details in, in, a, in a public setting yeah. um, and, and working out how to kind of tell your story in, in the ways that it's you know, most effective. That's great. It's so it's so good to have you on board and it's so good to hear that the peer educators are excited to welcome more people into the program as well. Um, so at the end of the show, we'll give out some contact details um, and, and we encourage anyone that's interested to get in contact, obviously, and give us a call or send us an email. Um, is there any other final words that you would like our listeners to, to hear about, Rebecca? Um, look, I probably want to kind of get across one of the key messages that our peer educators like to get across, um, which is that, you know, the a lot of the people, a lot of the older people that are facing homelessness these days are people that haven't accessed social service systems before. And, you know, there's a number of factors that kind of um, uh, push people into homelessness. But I think we want to really have, if there's any women out there who are currently uh living alone, uh, aged over 55, if they're on a fixed income like government support or low income, and that they're currently in private rental, we want to, you know, them to be aware that they are potentially at risk of homelessness and we're wanting to kind of reach these women and older people before they reach a crisis point. So we want them to know that, you know, our, our support, HAG, is there as a support service um, and we're trying to um, put those systems in place and that message out there. Thanks so much, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. City Limits, brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 
855 on the AM band if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City, City limits. G'day, my name is Margie Thorpe. You are listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 on your dial. When you compare an old growth forest compared to a forest which is regrowing after a disturbance like logging, they're actually quite different ecosystems. Generally, like older, wetter forests slow down the path of fire, and this is actually quite a well-known phenomenon. Historically, these big, large fires have been quite rare, but what we've seen in the last 20 years is they're becoming quite a lot more common. So we've had three in the last 20 years. This is definitely because of climate change, which is making our ecosystems a lot drier and the fire weather more intense. We need to keep radical voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. Welcome back. You're still listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR 855 AM. Before those community announcements, we heard from Rebecca Cook about HAG's peer education project. Uh, in just a few minutes, we'll give out some contact info. So if you want to take down a phone number uh, or get in touch with us, um, grab a pen and paper uh, so you're ready. Let me briefly just talk about my true passion, <laughs> uh, legislative reform. Nothing I love more than a nice set of regulations. Um, the, we're recording this on Wednesday the 27th and I believe today Consumer Affairs Victoria will be releasing the residential tenancies regulations, um, the set of regulations that support the rental reforms that went into, that were passed by the parliament a couple of years back and after various COVID-related delays will finally go into effect on March 29 this year. Uh, March 29 is going to be a big day for rental reform um, and for, for older people's rights in, in rental housing generally. Regulations are going to cover things like the minimum standards for rental properties, which we will have in Victoria for the first time after March 29. Um, that's something that HAG has been interested in for a very long time. Uh, some of the other key regulations that we'll be looking at are evidence that landlords require to kick you out and uh, modifications that people can make to their own homes, either without the landlord's consent or where the landlord cannot unreasonably withhold their consent. So that's going to be particularly important for things like disability modifications and we're interested to see how far that goes. So I'll try to have a look at some of that and bring you some more detail uh, either in our newsletter or on the show or elsewhere for our members. Um, speaking of legal reform, we're also expecting that the uh, Consumer Affairs will publish its Retirement Villages Act options paper in the near future, looking at reforms in the retirement village space. So that's another thing that we'll be keeping you informed about and that you can look forward to uh, the exciting opportunity to make more submissions about because the government loves to hear from older people about their housing situation. Fiona. Yes. Do we have some dates coming up that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yes, we do. So... 
long time listeners will be aware that we have a project um, working with older LGBTI people. And it's been a long time of us talking about this stuff, but we're finally at the stage of calling out for some consultations. Um, so we're hoping to have two consultations in February and early March. One of them, fingers crossed, if everything goes well with COVID over the next month, will be face to face at Ross House in the CBD, and that's on February 25th. And the second one for people who maybe live in the country or can't get into the city or feel a bit nervous about COVID still, um, will be a, a teleconference and at like a Zoom meeting and we can tell people how to do that um, if they have any trouble. And that's gonna be on March 3rd at 1 p.m. So what we really want to hear from uh, older LGBTI people who can talk to us about their experiences of housing, their current circumstances, um, and what they might be um, interested in, in working with us in the future on this issue. So if you're interested, and if that sounds like you or someone that you know, um, you can contact our project worker, Rebecca Walton, and she will be available on the office number that we're gonna give out shortly, or you can email her um, at rebecca.walton at oldertenants.org.au. And we are asking people to register um, just because we need to know numbers for COVID safety reasons. Also, if you're not comfortable about um, become, you know, being out in public around this issue or you want to remain anonymous, you can join the video conference and turn your video off um, so you can maintain a bit of privacy there. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. We've been really wanting to do this for a long time. So it's good that we're able to do that. So if people want more information, what number should they call? They should call 9654-7389. Congratulations, Fiona, on getting out the phone number correctly for the first time in HAG radio history. It's because it's written in front of me. <laughs> well, what an amazing technology. Yeah. Um, we also have a toll free number. That is 1-300-765-178. Again, that's 1-300-765-178. I reckon we must be just about out of time for this week. Is that right? We are, but I did want to quickly mention one thing. You reminded me when you were talking about minimum standards um, just then about there's a petition at the moment from a new group called Building Better Homes. And they're a coalition of groups who are trying to get reform um, to the building standards to make sure that there's universal housing design um, in all building standards. And well, can you explain quickly what universal housing design yeah. is for listeners? So what that means is that housing, all new housing, um, should be built to a standard that allows anybody to be able to access it. So whether you're in a wheelchair, whether you're pushing a pram, whatever your mobility needs are, you should be able to get down the corridors, you should be able to get into the kitchen, get into the toilets and the bathrooms without having, um, you know, doors in the way or whatever. So there's a whole bunch of standards. The building ministers are meeting at the end of February. And so this petition has been put up online. And we're encouraging people to, um, to sign this petition to encourage the ministers from across Australia to really um, reform some of the shoddy building that takes place in some of the new buildings that are going up. So if you care about accessible housing, um, jump online. The, the address is buildingbetterhomes.org.au and HAG has signed up to that campaign um, as one of the members, along Great. with a whole bunch of groups from around Australia. Great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
Uh, and we're going to finish with a song. Is that right, Fiona? Yes, we're going to um, get funky because. <laughs> oh no! Because oh no! I, <laughs> we definitely don't have the funk. We definitely need more of it. So we're going to hear from Parliament. They're going to blow the oh. roof off the sucker, as we should all be doing. Right. Uh, thanks for listening. See you on the uh, second and fourth Wednesday of every month. See ya. Tether off, we're gonna tether off the mother sucker. Tether off.